Hello and welcome to Two Smooth Brains. <laughs> Alright, we could find the normal intro so we had to improvise. Um, welcome. Yeah, Happy oh. New Year. Uh, that happened. It's been a while, guys. Yeah, 2022. Feels kind of odd. Oh, everyone's back in school now. Feels exactly the same. Yep. Nothing really changed. So, today, um, we don't really know uh, what the theme is. There isn't one. Probably things that are overly complicated for us to talk about, and we're, everything we say is probably wrong, but we'll talk about it anyways. Yeah. Typical, so, typical smooth brain stuff. I would say so. All right. Um, I guess, should I go first, Jacob? How are you feeling? You go for it. Okay, well, I just wanted to look at some paradoxes today because they aren't, you know, they're interesting, but they're not, some of them, depend on how hard you look into them. And so, I'll kick it off with kind of just a weird one called the card paradox. And so, it's like, you have this piece of paper, and on one, and on one side you write, the statement on the other side of the card is true. And then, when you turn the card over, the other side says, the statement on the other side of this card is false. So then, when you try to assign any truth to either of the statements, like, it doesn't work. Because if A is true, then B must also be true. Or, like, the other side must also be true. But if B is true, then A has to be false. So, if... But then if A is false, then B must be false also, which would make A true. So, you know, it's called the liar paradox, and uh, it just kind of messes with you because it doesn't make any sense. You're right about that part. Yeah, it's just like, it's a, it's a paradox. It, there's no technically real answer, I guess, because it's uh, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So did you want to elaborate this? Yeah, so you have this liar card paradox, and it's applied to this crocodile paradox, right? So, imagine this little... Alright, what should we name the crocodile? I feel like he deserves a name. Jonathan. Alright. Is he fat or skinny? Jonathan is a mediocre weight. Mediocre? Alright. He's an average weight crocodile. Okay, so Jonathan, the average weight crocodile, he takes a young boy, uh, he snatches him um, from a river, and and this is a talking crocodile. Jonathan can speak. Well, of course Jonathan can speak. (laughs) He's very sophisticated. Um, his mother pleads to uh, for the crocodile to return her son, and the crocodile just says, "I'll only give him back if the mom can guess properly, correctly, whether or not he will return the boy." So, if the mother guesses that the crocodile will return him, if she is right, he is returned. If she is wrong, the crocodile keeps him. Right? Obviously. Yeah. But the question, but the problem is, if she answers that the crocodile will not return him, however, we end up with a paradox. Because if she's right and the crocodile does not return the child, then the crocodile has to return him. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, I got this. If she, if the cro- if she is right, if she says that he will not return him, and she is right, then the crocodile has to return him. But he also breaks his word and crunch and contradicts the mother's answer. Right, because yeah. if he's if she says that he's going to return him, is isn't going to return him, which in this case was true, 
then he must return him because she is right. Yeah. And so, and so, on the other hand, if she is wrong and the crocodile actually did intend to return him, then Jonathan must keep the boy even though he intended not to, which also breaks his word. And so this is a super ancient problem with the crocodiles. And it's just, again, it doesn't make sense. So, Jacob, how would you solve something like this? I mean, you're basically really smart. <laughs> um, that's not true. But anyways, as you said, there is no solution. Well, yeah, but get creative. I feel like we've solved harder problems on here before. Yeah, but, okay, well, basically, all right, here's the solution. The crocodile does neither. And he just, like, eats the boy, you know, like, right in front. Jonathan, he's a sophisticated man. He's just going to be smart. And then, wait, no, Jonathan always wins no matter what. No. he can. Well, it's not that he doesn't win. It's what? that he, it's more of the idea that he's wrong. Oh, I see. So he always loses. Well, because well, the answer is that, she can, that he cannot return nor eat the boy ever because... He contradicts his statements, right? Because no matter what the mom guesses, it, it this, there is no solution. Like, okay, so let's say the mom says, "Hey, I think that you are that you intend to bring back my child," and Jonathan is like, "Well, that is true." Then, then he gives back the child. Which would mean that he was lying because he gave back the child. Therefore, he, you know, he was wrong. So it's like, wrong. so it's not that like the mom can't get her child back. It's that he's always breaking his statement. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe we just propose a bri- a bribe. Bribe. What does John? What do you think Jonathan likes? I think he would like a, a top hat. Yeah. Okay. Or like a fish, like a pet fish. Hey yo, Mr. Jonathan, would you like a pet fish and a top hat for my son back? I don't know if you're gonna give him back or not, but here's a suggestion. I think we should buy one of those handbooks about conflict solving, and we use a compromise. A win 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 situation. I hand you the boy, you hand me the gold fish. <laughs> Just quick trade. Yeah. I think we could teach him an, a, a quick some economic theory. Yeah. And uh, move on with it. What okay. a silly paradox. <laughs> silly <laughs> These, they paradox. have no problem-solving skills. These ancient people are so silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess, did economics exist in ancient civilization? They made This them. loaf of bread is worth more than your loaf of bread. <laughs> this pyramid brick is bigger than that one. Therefore, it's worth less. Because it's heavier. <laughs> I wrote... I... I I, I used some ink and wrote on a cave wall this drawing. No, you can, it wasn't ink. It was blood. Or oh, they carved into it with rocks. I'm pretty sure they, like, mushed flowers together to make dye. Which could be used as ink. But no, it'd be like, I have a painting to sell you, and it's in a cave. So you can visit it, but you can't actually own it. And then it's like, well, that's an art piece. So it's like... It's like an NFT. <laughs> My cat picture's worth more than your dog picture. So, uh, all right, economics did obviously exist. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's the first crocodile question. And uh, we really decided that 
who cares? Just throw in just some make economic happy. policy. No, no one's happy. Just make everyone happy. <laughs> economics, you know? Economica. Economica. All right. Okay, so that's the first one, and I didn't want to get crazy with it, you know. Now we can get into the dirty work. You want me to start, or are you going? Um, it is up to you. I Why don't I bring this first, okay. and then we decide. So, infinity in a lot of these paradoxes oh, is a recurring theme. And so, before we talk about any of them, um... I thought I would bring up some uh, some of the great work of Italian polymath Galileo Galilei, um, and in one of his works um, talking about mathematical demonstrations, um, he talks about the math paradox, where if you have two different sets of numbers, and on one hand you have square numbers, so numbers that can be square-rooted and come out with a, uh, a, a not a, necessarily a real number, but one that isn't, doesn't have decimals, so, you know, number. 4, 9, 16 can all be square-rooted. And so, and then on the other hand, there are numbers that are not square, so 2, 3, 5, 6. Um, and then when you put these two groups together, surely there have to be more numbers in general then there are just square numbers because you know not as many numbers can be squared okay. but the t so whatever so then because every number every positive number has to have a corresponding square and every square number has to have a positive number obviously to its square root there can't be more than one another so it's really weird and so basically what Galileo came up with as an alternative was that numerical concepts like having more or less are only applied to a finite set of numbers um, as there are an infinite number of square numbers and non-square numbers. So basically when you talk about infinity you, there is never technically more or less. So if Galileo is right we don't know. Man was in a bohemian rhapsody so the credibility goes down, especially since he was dead then. <laughs> so, um, everything is like like Albert Einstein. You know, he was a great dude, but as soon as he died, I just stopped believing in his work. <laughs> you know, once he can't back it up anymore, is it really true? I mean, Thomas Edison, that light bulb, I just don't. Doesn't work. I don't trust it. I don't think it. It's just an idea, and it will never work. You it's know? not really real. No. No. Like it's women. Okay. Jake. Well, Jacob has never seen one or interacted with one before the government made robot women they're not real no is that are you only saying that because you've never had an interaction i'm just saying that because i speak the truth what about your mom i'm not like how are you born are you also half robot? Are so we all cyborgs? Bohemian Rhapsody, right? <laughs> Bohemian. <laughs> okay, Thomas we'll move Edison. on. Yeah. Jacob made a mistake. So, um, with that paradox of the infinite, infinite, would you like to go, or should I give one more? I'll go. I've got some words about the big old infinity. Pretty, yeah, pretty big dude. Jacob's got some good stuff for I us. I do. Okay. So here we go. We got this whole math sequence going on. Um, basically what we're gonna do we pick a number and then what we do to that number 
is we times it by three and add one, okay? All right. So what? And x, 3x plus one. 3x plus one, yep. And then if that number turns even, then we divide by two, okay? And we mm -hmm. just keep repeating those steps, like mm -hmm. permanently, all right? So the perfect number to start with is 21, okay? Why? So we do three, we do times three, then we get 64 plus one. Oh, wait, no, 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 63. I got to say that for a second. 63 plus one is 64. Then we divide by two. Because it's an even number. Yep, 32. Divide by two again, because it's still even. Oh, you, you continuously divide you if continuously it's an even number. Divide. And if it starts off as an even number, then you would start by dividing it. So you only input odd numbers. Yeah, yeah. You only do 3x plus 1 if it's an odd number. Sure. And so when we get that 64, we can continue to go down until we get to 4, then 2, and then 1. And once we get to 1, it just goes, if we do the 3x plus 1, it just goes back to 4. Okay, so we've got that loop going on, right? What do you mean it goes back to 4? Well, 1 is odd. One oh, is odd I see. You're times one three into, into plus it one. Again. Yeah, yeah. I see. So then we go back to four, and that's just like a permanent loop right there. Okay. Sure. So. But can basically. you just input a new number for x? What do you mean? No. Well. Yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna get into that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, and so basically, scientists have put in like thirty, almost thirty quintillion different numbers mm -hmm. and they have still gotten every single time into that four two one loop okay sure so my question for you is is there an end is there a number where we possibly don't get to that four two one loop well isn't it the same idea that like like pi is an infinite sequence of numbers and so theoretically no matter how many digits of pi there are no matter what set of numbers you like let's say you wanted let's say you wanted to see a three nine one four five all in sequence theoretically no matter where in pi you'll find that sequence of numbers so it's like right but i think this case is more different because you have a set of rules yeah that are always followed yeah so it would i don't know if because what is it if you put in an even number it would always go to an odd well, it's always divided by two. No, so like, like let's say I wanted to put four into the equation. What happens? You put four into the equation. Yeah. You divide by two, and then so multiply. two. Yeah. Then do I do it oh, again? Wait, yeah. Then you get to one, and then it goes back to four. Yeah. So but so that's just the four two one. So the assumption is well. So if I guess math is right, all numbers are odd or even. So theoretically, you should always get that number. Theoretically, yeah. Yeah. So theoretically, yeah. But there's, I don't. Well, actually, I don't know if theoretically is the right word, because I guess theoretically, technically, yes. Technically, yes. But theoretically, there might be a number that we have not discovered that <laughs> well, would give us. Well, it's not even that. It's just like. I feel like technically, if you have a set of rules that must be followed, and and math is real which again is who knows wow. very little of i feel like it's all fake you should go watch the matrix movies like who want like i think everybody should go and have a marathon 
and then watch the new one and then admire Keanu Reeves I just how do we get on Keanu Reeves <laughs> I don't know but I, I think I think with a set of rules that yes God. Okay. Yes, I think with a set of rules, yes, you will always get what is it one, two, or four, because an odd because there is no other number that cannot be odd or even. Okay. Now let me present this to you. Okay. Now, so we found the four two one loop. Okay. Okay. That's where it always leads to that one loop. Yeah. Now, what if we find one sequence that breaks off and makes its own loop? Like this could be like in infinitely like high like obviously not infinite but a super like super high number that's just going like in half and then it goes back up after like a set of like five things or whatever but it's in a loop with itself and it's like completely separated from the 421 so wait you s- i don't under- i don't understand like you we find and we find a number that is not odd or even that can make its well, own loop it could it could be even well but it wouldn't be possible if the set of rules is true, no? Or are you well, just saying a completely separate thing? I'm just saying. Or you're saying that we run another qu- quintillion amount of numbers through the program and it finds one? Yeah. I'm, what What happens if theoretically we find a number that doesn't fall into the category that is okay. odd or even? Yeah, okay, if we find one. Okay. Well, which shouldn't be possible, but sure. Okay. Let's okay. say we do. Let's say we do? Yeah. But then what? Then what? Well... I don't know. What's the rest of the... That I was just asking you. Well, I would like, s- say it. we would... I think we would find a break in the system. We would all wake... We would all take off our headsets and be like, Yo! <laughs> that was up, sick, baby? guys. Earth Simulator. <laughs> like, because I don't... Because I think, theoretically, with the set of rules, like, it, it wouldn't exist... Like, I feel, I mean, obviously there's so little we don't know, but we'd have to add an addition to math where a number is not odd or even, which I guess would be zero. But then you break the equation, so it doesn't make sense. Okay, I want to say one last thing to see if I can Well, no, zero would work. Okay, never mind, zero would work. Yeah. So, zero would work. In, Times three plus is one. Is zero not odd or, is odd not, what's well, not four, what do you mean? Three that, times zero is zero plus one. Yeah, one. is one, and then it goes back to four. Back to four? Oh, oh, oh! Because you put one back in. Oh, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. If you're listening to this, if you, I don't know how you make it this far, <laughs> but if you are, I, we chances are we are just saying there's we're just on like something different and we misunderstood the question. So don't listen to us for real information. Yeah. Okay. okay. Last thing. Last thing. Okay. Okay. So. They created like this scatter plot, okay? Uh-huh. So it's a scatter plot of like of the numbers of this num of the numbers, and there's this line that goes across, okay? It's really hard to like visualize this for the viewers, but I, uh, essentially, well, imagine a scatter plot from math and yep. a line. Is it the average? Yeah, a line goes through the points at the at the average, at the average yeah. of all the points. So I, th- I think they know, right? Yep. So like. There are these dots, these values that go for each number, okay? Okay. Of what happens in the sequence, and then eventually you make your way down the graph to zero or to one, okay? Wait, a line is connecting them, or is going through them as an average? So it's the average values, and then 
Okay, I'm overcomplicating it. I'm yeah, just yeah. gonna like present the actual. Okay, part. sure. So these val like once every five, there's an outlier of like how far or how long the sequence actually takes. Okay. Okay. And so that's what makes it so that the line doesn't just sit on the average points, okay? There are these outliers. And so maybe once every 20, there's an outlier that goes even farther, okay? Um, it uh -huh. takes even more steps. So in theory, there should be these outliers every like millions or trillions of set of numbers mm -hmm. that are even more of an outlier. Mm -hmm. What stops that outlier? Or is there a chance that that outlier does fall into its own category, its own circle, that's not four two one. Okay, yeah, it's, I think the answer stays the same. It's just yeah. you present it different visually. So yeah. it's I think okay, I think I get what you're saying. So imagine all the values that we put in. Let's say we put in thirty two million four hundred thousand sixty seven, and you have this dot and an on an imaginary plane, and then you put it in the sequence. And then each after you run through the sequence once, it creates a new dot of that value, and a line just goes through them, all the way down. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, so this, this it's just another way to see the chances of having an outlier, which would essentially jump away from the line and then go back down. Yeah. So this line essentially represents the average set of like sequences it takes to get to the four two one. Oh oh oh! I see. So that's, that's the number the that's being represents. presented. Yeah. Oh, that's what. The, okay. That's what the line represents. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I think the answer remains the same, okay. because you no, know, if if you started an outlier, an outlier number, again, theoretically, it, we have no idea because there would always be a number we haven't tried. Right. But I say technically, if you can, if you reach a real number, um, that works that goes through the system, it will always land on that odd or even number, and so mathematically, it must stay true that it goes to four to one. Right. That so I think sense. with a strict strict set of rules, you again, I think it's those two words. You tech you technically will always land back and theoretically you cannot assume that. Yeah. I mean okay. initially uh, yeah, okay. Is that what you were thinking? I mean initially I was on your side. Like I was thinking the same thing you were. And then as soon as they presented like the scatter plot of ideas. Right, it shows you how many there might be or right. how it would it's divide. Like, it just seemed more attainable. Like there's that one value that could t be so far away that it just doesn't Yeah. It just doesn't match. So it's that yeah, it's the idea of, th of theory and how can we 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 assume things cuz the only way to c all the conclusions that anyone has come to from I mean all th the greatest minds are come through assumptions cuz otherwise we can't come to conclusions. Yeah. Like even even Hawking and and black hole black hole theories and how they can be destroyed come with assumptions. So I think it kind of proves something about those problems. Sure does. Yeah, this is definitely less of a funny episode. This is more serious. <laughs> it's not such a bad thing. No, I think I mean depends on I mean, what you come here for. To make math funny? Yeah, I feel like we picked more serious topics. Gerald is having trouble doing. We his did math our best with Jonathan, guys. <laughs> That's what we could come up with on the spot. It's okay. What is next? Next month is Valentine's and my birthday. Okay. So I mean, floated. <laughs> um, but no. Hopefully, we have. I think when you have a holiday or. Or something that everybody is 
can relate to. It's easier to come up with topics that are entertaining. But right now we were like, all right, let's talk about, find something to talk about. And this is what we find interesting. Yeah. All right. I will, uh, we're at 25 minutes. So let me throw in one more question. Okay. Um, and I think I might just do your, is that okay? If yeah, I do yeah, the, go for it. So Jacob brought this paradox to me. Um, about an infinite amount of hotels, uh, or an, an infinitely large hotel. And uh, it's called Hilbert's Paradox of the Grand Hotel. And if, if you know us at school, you probably overheard because this was, because Jacob presented it to me. At, oh my God. <laughs> Jacob, <laughs> Jacob presented this paradox to me at school and I pondered it probably a little bit too much out yeah. loud i just like i talked to him about it i was like how funny is this and then he like did hours of research and i got kind of pissed off yeah it's I, like well it irritated me that i didn't understand it because it, it's not that i need an answer i would just like to see what people present and so the paradox is or do you want to explain it not really okay so imagine you have a hotel and the and this is important and um and this hotel has a countably infinite number of rooms countably that is a very key point a countably infinite number of rooms i don't Be- remember hearing countably well that's the paradox he presented because if you have an an infinite amount of rooms that you cannot count I- infinity becomes your your value and you destroy the problem because if galileo's um theory is true or i don't know if it's a theory where you cannot assign more or less numbers to infin- in- infinity and there's all these weird equations of this stuff then you have to have a countable number because then you can have technically you can start to consider quote more or less or you have to have numbers right because if it's not countable there's no numbers does that make sense yeah Okay, so there's a countably infinite number of rooms, so which means you can go to any value you want and it'll exist, but you have to count to it. There can't be holes or, or negatives or, or decimals. And so, and let's say that an infinite number of people can, or countably infinite number of people occupy those rooms. But now, let's say uh, one more person wants to come in, the hotel manager says, oh sure, I have room for you. We'll just move person in room number one to room number two, room person in room number two to room number three. So X plus even one. Put the people in the bus in the hotel yet? No, this is just a situation. So you add one person. Just there's nobody else in the hotel. No, no, no. Everybody. The hotel is at max vacancy of infinite people. Okay. And you add one person. You can add, do X plus one. And so then you can technically accommodate as many guests as you would like. Um. And, and so with that, it, it works, right? You can create an equation and account, and account for them. So now let's say uh, a bus with an infinitely large amount of people wants to come in um, and fill the hotel. You can move, what was it? All the people that are on the even side. So we're in well, two, four. You put all of, all of the hotel room you tell them to go to a room, double their number. Okay. Oh, double it? Okay. So the person in room one goes to room number two. person in room two goes to room four. And that leaves all of the 
odd-numbered rooms open. Therefore, you can put the other, because there's infinite odd numbers, so you can fill the rooms for forever. Forever, infinitely. yeah. Okay, and so this super complicated equation, we shouldn't be even, the super complicated problem, we probably we shouldn't, are not qualified to talk about it. But then these cool math people come up with equations and, and different theories that would work, um, and, and even they contradict each other, the smart people do. And so you just come up with this weird thing where uh, you can always fill the rooms if there's a countably infinite set of number or people. Yeah. And that's the problem. And it is, uh, yeah, so we decided that to be a hotel manager in a world with where infinity is countable and real, you need a PhD. You need more than a PhD. You just, no, 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 no. It'd be like, you just have to have the equations in front of you. Okay, a bus of infinite people. Okay, all right. N plus one squared over three. You guys are good. Give me your numbers. <laughs> it would be like a system. It would be impressive. Yeah. Okay. Have you, have you heard about this, the spreadsheet that they that you could possibly use to actually... Well, there's if you if you have an infinite spreadsheet, then you could easily accommodate everything. <laughs> yeah, because there's more infinite things. Yeah. So you could just throw it like uh, yeah. It's really simple the way it works. You yeah. just have like the hotel room numbers in the top row. Okay. Yeah. That goes all the way. Okay. Okay. And then on the other side, then you have each bus. So then you assign like bus one. So you could do B1, S1. You just gotta be smart. Bus one's... Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm not even gonna explain it. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think we could make it more interesting. Like, ah, I think we should have a basement area. So give them some negatives. Say, like, hey, buddy, <laughs> have fun with your equations that you spent time on. This would be, like, a great internship. <laughs> like, you want to find a smart guy? Be like, all right, here's a hotel. You got infinite number of rooms. And then you just throw random things in. All right. Karen in room 442 doesn't want to move. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> what about just like an interview question? Just go on for like two hours. About like, yeah, have him sit there. Yeah, It'd be like for a CEO. He'd have to be really good. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay, and last thing. I saw this thing where like people crave buying things in virtual settings. So like people are buying virtual land for the metaverse. Did you see that? Like you could pay for... It was like a, it was getting expensive, so companies or random people, basically nobodies, could do it. Were selling plots of land that you could buy in a virtual world. It's like those little pamphlets you would buy for an acre on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I think at some point everybody saw someone get or received from someone. I saw this one like website that was it was made in, like 2010 or something, and you could buy like a pixel, like. That's whole, it. You could buy the a pixel, a, a million pixels. You could buy a pixel for I think like ten dollars or something. One dollar. He had a million pixels, pixels for a dollar. You could buy a pixel for one dollar, and it's like it's a college kid. Yeah, yeah. And he made one million dollars. You made him. Yeah. It's, it's exact. It's like one of those things. It's exactly like NFTs, where the only person who wins is the creator. We saw the same thing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. So, and so the thing is, like, the people that pay for a pixel don't get a return on their dollar yeah. like if you're a company like advertising that like, that doesn't go no but beneficial but you paid a dollar for it you maybe you could throw it on on your website that you are on the site because i'm sure it became kind of famous and 
and the kid came out with a million dollars. And now the college kid's like super successful, I'm sure. And because I mean it's a great idea. And so if there's ever a gold rush, you always sell the shuffle. That's the little quote I saw because it's so I mean it's true. So only people that succeed are the one that are usually at the top. Again, economic theory. <laughs> okay. Um so yeah, so I don't know. This was a really odd episode. And again, hopefully as we get more into interesting parts of the year and and there's things that every most people participate in or or hear about, it's easier to talk talk about things. Yeah. I mean, so, if you if you've got ideas, I guess let us know cuz we're kind of out of them. Yeah, you let us know so- somewhere. We'll make a website or something at some point. We just don't want to pay for it. Yeah. So any just website entrepreneurs hey, let us know send and we'll, us money to our dropbox which we're buying soon yeah well yeah we'll, yeah just you know do it yeah. don't we we'll, won't give you away there's a will there's a way so help us out guys um yeah thank i'm if anybody made 33 minutes through that i'm very impressed yeah me too especially because i feel like we have less energy today we need, too. like asmr voices like Oh my god, that was so loud. <laughs> I hope your ears enjoyed that. <laughs> Alright guys, thank you so much. Jacob, QR some, cue us some outro. Um, oh god. We appreciate you listening. We we love you guys. Yeah. My heart is full. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one.